children, and welcome to Avant-Garde Book Storytime. I am Cherie Hardy, and it is such a pleasure to be able to read stories to you. Today, I'm going to read from a book called Nelson Mandela's Favorite African Folk Tales. This book was written by different authors, and it was also illustrated by many different people. The story that I'm going to read is called The Guardian of the Pool. This is a story from Central Africa in which the healing abilities of the snake are portrayed, another familiar theme in the folklore of Africa. The story is retold here by Diana Pitcher, who has given it a Zululand setting. The illustrator is Tamsin Henrichen. If you have this book, you can feel free to just follow along with me. If you don't, it's quite okay. Get in a very comfortable place and get very relaxed and listen quietly to The Guardian of the Pool. In a land far away is a great lake. At one end of the lake, the water finds a small opening and slithers through it to gurgle its way down toward the plains. Through narrow rock-strewn ravines, over cliffs, through the brown earth, and green grasses it flows until it is hemmed in by three large rocks. The river whirls round and round trying to find a way out, round and round, faster and faster until it makes a great whirlpool that sucks in the red and gold leaves that fall from the umasa trees, the gnats that dart across the water, and the butterflies that flutter over the sweet-scented white flowers of the pondweed growing at the water's edge. At the bottom of the whirlpool lies a great silver water python. Coil upon glittering coil of him, his snake eyes blinking at the shafts of sunlight striking the water, his tongue flickering, a beautiful, terrible silver water python who is the guardian of the pool. But this is no ordinary python, for in the touch of his cold, wet skin lies healing, healing for all the illnesses and pains of men and women, healing for all who are brave enough to visit him in his home at the bottom of the pool. And Gosa sat beside the pool and watched the angry water swirl about. The sun shone on her smooth brown skin and warmed her trembling body. Her mother was ill, very ill, and Gosa knew her mother would die unless she brought help. But to step down into those angry waters, to touch the silver python, to look into his black snake eyes, to draw near to that flickering tongue, tongue, in spite of the heat, and Gosa shivered. She was afraid. From beneath the water, Python gazed up at Ngosa and saw that she was beautiful, knew that she feared him and longed to comfort her. Ngosa heard a cry behind her and turned to see her youngest sister hurrying across the fields. Ngosa, Ngosa, she called. Make haste, for our mother is surely dying. Then Ngosa remembered many things how her mother had soothed her and sat beside her singing lullabies all the night after Crocodile had nearly drowned, drawn her into the water, how her mother had walked many miles 
to find the red radish roots to cure the terrible pain when Scorpion had stung her. How her mother had beaten off the hairy baboon monster that had tried to steal her baby brother. How her mother had secretly shared her own portion of maize porridge with the children when the great drought had come upon them and men were starving. And Gosa stepped into the raging whirlpool. Python's tongue flickered once before her and was still. The black snake eyes closed. She stretched out her hand and stroked his cool, wet skin. Then flailing the water with her arms and legs, she rose to the surface of the pool and raced across the fields to touch her mother with the python's healing touch. That night, as a full moon rose blood red above the mountains, Python uncoiled his silver body and slowly rose to the top of the pool. Out of the water stepped a young man. His handsome head held high was covered in tight black curls. His brown eyes were fearless. His arms and legs were strong. Surely this was a chief's son. As the first man had once done, he looked about him and saw that the earth was good. Striding across the fields, he came to the semicircle of huts. In the enclosure, the cattle quietly chewed the cud their black and white skins soft and silky in the moonlight. A nanny goat nuzzled her kid. Ngosa, he called softly. Ngosa, your courage has saved me. When the water witch cast her snake smell upon me, I sank to the bottom of the pool. Forever by day, I must continue to guard the whirlpool. But now, because of your courage, by night I may assume my human form. By night I may reveal myself to those who are brave and beautiful. You are surely brave to have visited me in my python form. And I can see that you are beautiful. Come. As Ngosa stepped from her hut, the chief's son slipped around her neck a necklace of milky blue and green moonstones strung on a thread of silver moonlight. Now Ngosa spends her days at the whirlpool's edge playing sweet music on her ugubhu for Python's love to hear the music of human beings. And at night she slips her moonstone necklace around her neck and waits for the chief's son to rise from the water. Wow, boys and girls, that was the Guardian of the Pool, and again, it was adapted by Diana Pitcher, and the illustration here is done by Tamson Henrichen. If you enjoyed this book, let me know, let us know, and thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day. Continue to read and continue to learn.